I got a quick announcement I want to make. Uh, received a phone call early this week from, I uh, remember James Henderson, James and his family, uh, his wife Amy. Uh, they asked uh, if we would pray for them. They're having a rough time uh, getting situated in Colorado. Uh, I think they went there and their house wasn't what they thought it was. They had to get the carpets cleaned and had to keep their stuff boxed up and a bunch of little piddly things that kind of caught them off guard. Um, also, they're having a tough time finding a church. Um, he told me that they visited, I think, three or four different churches. And uh, he just said, uh, you know, these churches he didn't feel are, are preaching false things. But he said, I'm trying to search for a word. And he used the word scripted. It felt scripted and uh, just didn't feel right in his heart. And they're just having a tough time. And they were really homesick to be with their New Hope family. So I told him I would make an announcement and get the church family here at New Hope praying for him. Don't forget about James and Amy and their family. Pray for them. Pray that God plugs them into the body of Christ somewhere. So they're great people. We miss them greatly. So keep praying for them. Don't know if you had a chance to go to the restoration or not. Uh, if not, you truly missed out. Um, to me, Pastor touched on this a little bit this morning. Any chance you get to get down in the trenches and lock arms with brothers and sisters in Christ, it's invaluable. It is a blast in the first place. It's a good time. And to me, when you work with your brother or sister in Christ, it breaks all race barriers. It breaks all age barriers. It breaks all that stuff. We had, uh, we had older folks there working. Maybe the music is too loud or you don't like it. None of that stuff matters as long as you're working. Being about your father's business, that's what it's all about. Whatever they tell me to do, I'll do. I went there and I was kind of a jack of all trades. They, they said, carry this over there. I carried it over. You know what? I'm happy to do whatever it is in the kingdom of God. To me, that's what it's all about. You know, locking arms with your brothers and sisters in Christ down in the trenches and doing whatever needs done. If you missed out, don't worry. We got lots of stuff. The fair is going to be rolling around soon enough. There's plenty of things to do here in the house of God. Honestly, if you get to heaven and your shield of faith looks brand new and your sword of the Spirit looks brand new and has no nicks, dents, or scars, or scratches, your helmet looks brand new, God's going to look at you and say, you didn't see much action, did you? Me, I want to go with my stuff dented up, banged up, and that's how you get it, church. You get down there and sure, we're tired and this was busy everyone is busy. I know things don't fit into your schedule, but you don't want to go meet God having your stuff look brand new and shiny. You want to go there having it tarnished, beat down. And God said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You used the equipment I gave you. That's how I want to go meet God. So don't be afraid to get in there and get your hands dirty. That's what it's all about. I don't necessarily have an opening scripture for you tonight. Does anyone remember a long time ago we had, I don't know if it was even a mini-series or at least it was a service we had about, uh, about the eagles, the eagles fly alone. God's been kind of pushing that on my heart and uh, impressing some things upon me in my journey, uh, in my life. And I think about how those eagles fly alone. And when God calls you away, it is going to be, if you remember some of that preaching, it is going to be all alone. There will be no buddies beside you. There will be no best friends beside you. Not even a spouse. God will call you to be all alone. 
And I really feel that's what he's been trying to speak to me for a long time. I don't know, maybe I'm either dumb or just thick skulled, but it takes me a long time to hear what God's speaking to me. But I really feel God is trying to pull me away like that eagle to get to fly alone and teach me some things. One thing that God, I wrote these scriptures down a few weeks ago. I didn't actually know that I'd preach about them, but they've been on my heart and I figured I'd share them with you tonight. God's really been pressing some things upon me about uh, holiness and purity. And if you look around at the church, uh, if you look around at Christendom or modern day Christianity, we are in need of holiness. We are in need of purity. We, we truly are. Uh, I have a desire inside of me. I, I named this service tonight that I want to be pure. I, I want to be holy. It's a simple name, but I have a desire inside of me, and I hope you do too, to be holy, to be pure for my God. Why? Because I have a love for God. I do love the Lord. And out of that love, it's not because I want to be a goody two-shoes. Not because I want everyone to look at me and see how good that I am. No, I want to be well-pleasing to my God and to my King. Do you remember way back in the book of Job when uh, Satan met with God and God said, have you considered my servant Job? Remember that? He was perfect and upright and he feared the Lord and eschewed evil, the Bible said. In all his ways, God said that about a man. God said, have you considered my servant Job? I want God to look at me that way. I want God to say, have you considered my servant Jason? I want to be pure, church. I want to be holy. Holiness and purity are, are nearly forgotten about in the house of God these days. You think of all the garbage that goes on in church, in Christianity. It's, it's ridiculous. But sometimes I don't feel very pure. Sometimes I don't feel very holy. I really don't. Sometimes I am just flat out I am not holy or pure but I want to be. I want God to look at me like he did Job. So I started digging through my Bible a little bit and seeing what the Word had to say about it. But first of all, uh, we're going to put some scriptures on the screen if you want to turn to Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45. Way back in the beginning of the Bible. Way back in Leviticus. I think it's the third book in the Bible. The Bible says, Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45, for I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. Way back in the beginning, God said, I'm your God, I am holy. I want you to be holy. We are commanded in the word of God to be holy. Be holy, for I am holy, God says. We are commanded by our God to be holy. When I say holy, I mean having a, a divine quality, sacred unto God. That's what I'm talking about, holiness, devout and pious, having a deep reverence and respect for God. That's what holiness is, church. You might say, well, that's way back in the Old Testament. I don't have to obey that so much anymore. It, it's paraphrased in the New Testament also. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 15 says, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. The next scripture, verse 16 says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Church, that's first things first. The Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. We are commanded, everyone in here is commanded to be holy. We are commanded to have a divine quality about ourselves, to be sacred unto God, to be pious to God. We are commanded 
Be ye holy, for I am holy. But as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. In the clothes that you wear, the things that come out of your mouth, are you holy? The type of music you listen to, your daily business, that you, the way you conduct yourself, are you holy? Are you holy unto the Lord? Because you are commanded to be holy. We cannot go by modern day practices. What is acceptable to American society? What is even acceptable to the modern day church? That is not the standard. This is the standard. The plumb line is the standard. That is what we go by. If everybody and their brother does this, and everyone's doing it, that does not make it okay. God does not say, you know what, everyone's doing it all right. No, His Word does not change. We change. His Word does not. He commands that we be holy. I told you I talked to James earlier this week. And James said, oh man, your dad wouldn't be happy about what I saw. In one of the churches that he visited, there was a Starbucks in the lobby of the church. And James said, man, people were going in there buying Starbucks. They'd come out like it's some sort of big coffee shop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the house of God. Never forget that. It is the house of God. A holy place, a sacred place. It's not a chat room and not a social club. It's not a bar. It is the house of God. Be ye holy, for I am holy, God says. <clears throat> well, something I've seen, and I'm not trying to pick a fight with anybody. Maybe you've done this. I'm not trying to pick a fight with you, but I've talked with my wife about this and said, What in the world? You might be walking through church and, you know, see some out of the corner of your eye, and you go home. And, you know, sometimes I'm going to bed or whatever, I might flip through Facebook. And that same person that you just passed that was in church made a Facebook post an hour ago, which was right in the middle of church, thinking, what in it world? And it ain't something about the Scripture. It's some sort of random thought. And you're thinking, man, I just passed that dude. He was in church. And if, it's, if we dismiss tonight at 830 and I flip on my Facebook and it says an hour ago, so-and-so said, Wait a minute, that would have been 8.30 to 7.30, but that was during worship. This dude's making a Facebook post. I've seen that happen in this church. I'm not trying to pick a fight, but this is a holy place. This is a holy tabernacle. When I walked up over there, I saw it says, Holiness to the Lord. I looked it up. That's what they printed on the holy crown and the dedication to the tabernacle. We are commanded to be holy. Facebook posts can wait another half hour or hour or whatever. Another thing, and I'm not trying to pick a fight, but to me, this, this seems to be an acceptable practice, is the tattoos. Man, everybody and their brother gets tattoos. Don't matter if you're saved, unsaved, everybody gets them. To me, it's kind of surprising, you know. Our body is a holy temple. It is a holy temple, and we serve a holy God. You see, yeah, and you might say, oh, you know, or try to argue with me this or that. You don't have to argue with me. You argue with a holy God. His eyes are like flames of fire. You explain it to Him. Well, our Bible says people lay as dead when they face Him. You're not going to argue with God and say, but God, I got this. It's a tattoo of Jesus. It's okay. You're going to lay as dead. You understand that? You're going to lay as dead. There'll be no arguing with God. There'll be no justifying yourself. You will lay as dead before the Lord. That's how holy He is. Our, our TV shows, our movies, take the Lord's name in vain. Now, I don't get all that. that. That stuff is unholy. If you're taking that stuff into your body, it is unholy. 
But us church folks still go to those shows and still watch those shows. It's not holy and it's not right. Turn in your Bibles to Revelation chapter 4. See if I can convince you. Maybe you're thinking, eh, you're just this or that, or you're being old school. Now listen to this. Revelation chapter 4, verse 4. This is, this is God. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crown of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, with our, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal in the midst of the throne. And round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. The church, look up here. What we have is these 24 awesome, 24 elders with these golden crowns on their head before the throne. And there's a sea that's just like a glassy crystal. And then we have these four beasts. Let's pick back up in verse 7. And the first beast was like a lion. And a second beast was like a calf. And the third beast had a face as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Now listen. You want to say, oh man, that's just a tattoo. Oh man, it's just a little bit of music. No, it's just this or that. Listen. And the fourth beast had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day or night saying, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who lives forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. These beasts, these four great beasts, Cease not, the Bible says, day or night, they take no rest and they cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And then these 24 elders with these crowns, and they're not cheap little Walmart crowns, I guarantee this is heaven we're talking about, pure gold crowns with jewels in them. These guys, these 24 elders who probably earned these crowns somehow, and these crowns are valuable, they take them off and they throw them at his feet into the glassy sea. That's the holy God I'm talking about. You mean to tell me you're going to come up and say, God, it's cool for me to have Starbucks, bro. It's cool for me to have a tattoo, bro. I'm telling you what, he is a holy God, a holy God. And these great beasts worship him. They, not, they take no break. Tonight at 3.30 in the morning when you're asleep, <laughs> these beasts are crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And these 24 elders jump right into and they start worshiping the Lord. The Bible says this ceases not. It doesn't cease. That's how holy he is. We are called to holiness, church. Just because the rest of the world is doing it. Just because other churches are doing it. Just because that brother over there is doing it. Does not make it an acceptable practice. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. I believe we underestimate the holiness of God. I really do. I really do. You're going to, after reading that about God, after the nonstop continual worship of God, you're going to go home and watch a movie that takes His name in vain? 
My God is holy. Listen up, another thing. God, He's not your homie. He's not your bro, neither. He is a holy God worthy of praise. He is God, King of kings, Lord of all. No one else is even beside Him, the Bible says. We underestimate the holiness of God. He is a holy God. Worthy of casting valuable crowns at His feet. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2 says, There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. The Bible says He's so holy, there's no one even beside Him. Amongst all the great matriarchs and patriarchs and saints that have gone on before us, Apostle Paul and people that wrote most of the New Testament, all those great and awesome people, all the big awesome angels that are in heaven, none of them are even good enough to be beside God. Do you understand that? That's how holy He is. Elijah, Elisha, they're not even worthy to be near beside Him. That's how great and awesome and mighty and powerful He is. He is holy. There is none holy as the Lord. Psalms chapter 99, verse 2. I'm sorry, verse 1. says, The Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. He sits between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and He is high above all the people. Let them praise Thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. Let them praise Thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. God's not our butler. He's not here to get us stuff. He is not. He's not here to make everything okay. He is not. He is a holy God. And I believe He wants us to be holy. To be detached from the things of this world. I know that God wants us to be holy and pure. Irregardless of the rest of society, He has called us to be holy and pure. And I want to be. Turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. If you got something in your life that you have to justify somehow, most likely it's probably not right. you got to explain it to God. Well, God, this is why. It's probably not a holy thing. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. Church Bible says, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing. That's what Christ wants out of us. We have to let Christ wash us away of our sins. The Bible says with the woman that was caught right in the middle of her sin and brought to Jesus to be stoned, Jesus said, go and sin no more. We are not to turn back to our sin. Let Christ Jesus wash us and turn away from it all. Be detached from whatever it is. Flee from it. Flee from the very appearance of evil. God wants us to be holy, church. He doesn't want us to have any spots or any wrinkles or any blemishes. None of that. When we stand before Him, I'll tell you what, you know what? something us human beings are good at? Hiding stuff. We're good at hiding stuff. I, I have this sly ability to even hide things from my own spouse. You have it too. We have a good ability to hide things from our pastor. We do. We can keep things hidden. Secret things. Things that are not right. But I tell you what, when you stand before God, there's no fool in Him. 
There will be no fool in him. He will make those things manifest. Those secret things that you can hide from your very closest person in your life, God will make it manifest. And he'll point it right out. There will be no hiding. It will be as though you're naked as the day you were born. You will not be able to hide it. You can hide it from me. I can hide it from you. We can all hide things from each other and be secretive and keep our little... God will make it manifest. He will make it manifest. We are called to be holy. Holy when there's no one around. Holy when there is someone around. We are called to be holy. No spot, no wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. I'll skip back up to verse 1. I want to read a few scriptures here. Ephesians chapter 5. I was reading this and I thought this was awesome. went right along with it. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it be not named once among you as become saints. The Bible says don't let any of that garbage, any of that garbage of the world, don't let it even be named once, not once. Have nothing to do with any uncleanness. Fornication, nothing, not once. Covetousness, don't let it be named even once amongst you. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor uncovetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness in truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Skip back to verse 7. Be not therefore partakers with them. Don't partake in any of that stuff. Detach yourself from all the garbage and junk in the world. I'm telling you what, there's, it's just like fishing. There's nothing but hooks out there. Hooks with all kinds of different lures. Hooks baited with lust. Hooks baited with greed. Hooks baited with all kinds of things to hook you and ensnare you. The Bible says, don't let it be named once among you. Don't be partakers of it. Skip back down to verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Have no fellowship with any unfruitful works of darkness, anything of the world. Cut it off. Sever it. Sever it. Run away from it. Flee from it. We are called to be holy, church. Be ye holy, for I am holy, says the Lord. We are called to purity, to be pure. I want God to look at me and say, my servant is pure. I want him to look at me, and I don't have to hide things. I want to be pure before my God. Because I love God. I want to be pleasing to God. <clears throat> God is holy and He wants us to be holy. Abstain from the things of the world. All the things and the stuff of the world. All the noise and the toys of the world. 
You know that this world has enough stuff, things, junk, trinkets, to entertain you clear up until you die. From the day you're born, clear up until you die. And you know what all that stuff does? It may not even be evil stuff per se, but what it does is it entertains you and it dangles things in front of you and you're entertained by it. And it just takes you right off the path that you're supposed to be on. That's all the world does. All that stuff, noise and toys. But I know that it is still possible to be holy, to be a holy people, even in modern day society. I know that it is. My word tells me it is. My word commands me to be. I can't go to heaven and tell God, "Uh, sorry, God, man, you don't know what it was like down there in America in this century that I lived. God, it wasn't like the days of Paul the Apostle. There's all kind of different stuff. I don't think God's going to say, yeah, you're right. I'll be lenient with you. Come on in. I'm telling you what, he's a holy God. Those four beasts with the eyes and this and that, the 24 elders, they'll still be up there praising him nonstop. God does not change. His word does not change. It is possible to be holy in God's eyes, even in modern day American society. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2 says, For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused to you one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Let me read verse 2 again. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have espoused to you one husband, that I may present to you, present you as a chaste virgin unto Christ. Bible says one husband. We are to have one husband. One. We're not to have be married to Christ and then also to this. Be married to Christ and then also love this. You can only serve one master, the Bible says. We are to have one husband, and that is Christ Jesus. We are to love Him, be in love with Him, that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. You know what those words chaste virgin mean? Free of impurity or stain. Fresh. Innocent, impure in thought and act, clean, unspoiled. That's how I want to be when I have to face my God. That's how I want to be. God, make me clean, Lord. Don't let this world get its hooks into me, God. Don't let hatred take any spot in me, God. Don't let lust find a foothold in me, God. Break any chains in me, God, that you have to break. Because I don't, I want to be clean, God. I want to be clean. I want to present my hands to God and they be clean hands. I don't want my hands to have blood on them. I don't want my hands to have lust on them and sin. I want to be clean. That I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. Free of impurity or stain. Fresh and unspoiled. Innocent. Pure in thought and act. That's how Job was. Remember the Beatitudes? Blessed are they that are pure in heart, for they shall see God. You can't see God. He's nowhere near you in your life. He hasn't moved in the last 20 years. Maybe you're impure. Maybe the world's got its hooks in you. Maybe you're devoting time to other things you shouldn't be devoting time to. Maybe those things aren't even necessarily evil in themselves. God has got to be number one. He has got to be. 
He has to be the very centerpiece in our heart. Everything else revolves around Him. Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord, in all manner of conversation. How do you talk? I'll tell you what, there are some times, I'll confess to you, I, I hope God sneezed or something when I say some things that come out of my mouth. And you know what? Even if He did sneeze, I know we've got some angels recording some stuff that I said. I won't be ashamed of it because i got to give account of it. I am called to be holy in all manner of conversation. How do you talk? You can laugh at me, but how do you talk? When you stub your toe, when you bust your tire on your way to work, you got a blowout and you're late. What is it that you say? What accidentally slips out of your mouth? I know no one else is around. Maybe no one else heard you. But you're still called to be holy in all manner of conversation. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to see God. Don't you want to see God? I want to be pure. God, make us pure. Remember when the psalmist asked God, Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. That's what I say today. God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me, God. Clean this heart. Clean this body. Clean the filth out of me. Clean all this worldliness. Anything that I love in this world, God, take my love away. Sever that love for it. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Now, I could get in trouble here, so i got to be careful. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15. I think this is something that is so overlooked in American culture, American society, and right on into the American church. But please listen. Don't, don't be mad at me. Listen to the Word of God. Know ye not that your bodies are members of Christ? 1 Corinthians six fifteen. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. Meaning, should you be married to members of Christ and a harlot? Things of the world? No. God forbid. What? Know ye not? that he which is joined to an harlot is one body, for two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. Now listen. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God? Are ye not your own? Or ye are not your own. Now listen. For we are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Listen to me, church. This is overlooked, but your body is owned by God. You are to glorify God in your fleshly body and in your spirit, the Bible says. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. In this fleshly body, and in the Spirit, we are to glorify God. This is a holy vessel right here. Holy. Not, you, not meant to be used for unclean things. It is to be holy. Sanctified. I see people doing whatever in the world they want to do with their bodies these days. Whatever in the world they want. Practicing absolutely no self-denial. People cannot control themselves. People can't control, control their indulgences. Your body is not your own, the Bible says. 
Even your physical body is not your own. It is God's. It is God's. You're to glorify God in your physical body and in your spirit. Both of them. There's an inner man inside of me, but there's also the flesh here you see before you. I am to glorify God with both. We had better get control of our indulgences and practice some moderation. It all ties in with holiness and purity. I want to be holy to God. I want to be holy. I want to be pure. I also want to be detached from the things of this world. And those things, they can just claw at you and claw at you. Man, before you know it, they have you. The Bible says, Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. Tell you what, if you give some of your time, effort, energy, even this past weekend to the restoration, that's laying up treasures for heaven. Sure, maybe you're tired, worn out, now your back hurts from carrying something heavy. That's laying up treasures in heaven. Moths can't get to that stuff. Moths can get to your money. Moths are going to get to your nice clothes and your cars. I'm telling you what, the work that we do for the kingdom of God, that's storing up, heaping up treasures in heaven. That's what it's all about, church. Rod, if I can ask you to make your way wherever you are, please. I'm going to start bringing this to a close. You remember in Matthew chapter 19, the parable of the rich young ruler? The rich young guy came to Jesus. In verse 16, he said, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He said unto him, Which? And Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said, All these things have I kept from my youth up. Yet what lack I? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell all that thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard these sayings, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Church, holiness and purity, along with that comes just a detachment from the world. I don't care if, if all your buddies at work say, hey, did you see this show? If it's trash, you better say no. I, I did not see it. Why? Because you detached. I don't care if this TV show has 65 million viewers every Monday night. You better be one of them that's not if it's full of filth. I don't care if this song's so popular, everybody's listening to it, it's number one on all the built, whatever in the world it is, you better be one that doesn't listen to that song if it does not glorify God. Holiness, church. We are called to be holy. Be ye holy, for I am holy. We are called to be pure. Pure hands and a pure heart. God will make all things manifest. All secret and hidden things He will make manifest. This young man went away sorrowful because he had all kinds of stuff and things in his life. He was rich. He had all kinds of stuff. Collection of this. This and that. Whatever it was. And it costed this young man his eternal life. His salvation. Because the world had its claws in him. Tell you what's hurt. Be ye holy. For I am holy, saith the Lord. Be ye holy in all manner of conversation. 
Let's stand. Church, if this spoke to you at all, and you need to make your way to the altar and address something, by all means, do so. I ask Rod to sing one more song. If you're not going to come to the altar, enter in one last time and worship God. I'm telling you what, Pastor touched on it a little bit this morning. The Christian life is an awesome life. It is an exciting life. It is not perfect. Not everything. The sun's not always going to be shining. But this is awesome to be saved in this day and age. Anytime you have an opportunity to worship, if you don't enter in, you're missing out. Anytime you have a time to minister, to get in there and get your hands dirty, and you're not, you're missing out. You are missing out.